This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, Sports cars and Formula One. This is the final inspection show presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zaki. Hey, party people, what's happening? It's the Polish Pipe Bomb in for Steve Zaki. Uh, he's live at Road America. We've got IndyCar racing in the state of Wisconsin. How exciting is that? The gates are open. Fans are welcome. They will take a sellout. There is no restrictions out at Road America this weekend for the amount of fans. So pack that place. This is the final inspection show right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan brought to you, of course, by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. They've got great racing all weekend long. Get your ass to the track. It is a gorgeous day. Road America going on. Wilmot's got some big races going on. Uh, great Lakes, there is racing everywhere. It is very easy to find. Get out to the track. Uh, keep this great racing uh, local. And the National Touring Series, keep them in business. We love it. And uh, it would be good to get out there with uh, a few thousand of uh, your best friends and uh, smell the fumes and everything and hear the roaring engines going. Oh, man. I hope you guys all get out to the track this weekend and have a great time. We got a great show for you lined up today. Before uh, I run it down for you, let me give a big shout out to uh, Mayor Mitch Ross, who is producing the show today. Mr. Mayor had himself a birthday 
uh, this past week. So I want to wish you a happy birthday, Mitch, and hope you had a fantastic day there. Thank you, Jeff. It, it was. Yeah. The big 3-1. 31. Yeah, oh, my that's, God. Uh, that's sounds worse than it is, I think. But, uh, you know, we will right. – uh, We'll, we'll 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 charge on for sure. A Cu- couple years, years left under my belt, up. and then it'll be it'll be time probably. Uh, Thirty one years old already. <laughs> yeah, you're almost halfway to AARP. So uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that'll be we'll, next. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thirty one. There's not a whole hell of a lot to look for. Uh, look forward to uh, from there, except uh, retirement. You know when, you know you're growing up sixteen. You know so you can drive eighteen, so you can. Uh, uh, you know, basically, so you're you're an adult can move out and stuff like that. Twenty one, so you can legally drink, even mm-hmm. though a lot of us uh, partake uh, many years before that. And uh, I think it's twenty three. Yeah. You're off your parents' insurance. Yeah, uh, ideally, then, or maybe it's twenty six. Yeah, it's twenty six. Twenty five. You can rent a car. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And and pretty then, much uh, after that, it's just it's just another day. After that, if you're not married. You're looking forward to retirement. If you are married, you're just looking forward to death, like I am. <laughs> so uh, it's all downhill from here, Mitch. I, I hope you have a great time. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Uh, I, I also want to give a big shout-out to Leo, uh, friend of the show, uh, listens all the time. Uh, Leo would call me when uh, when I was back in the studio. I'm still still locked at home. So I'm in, right now I'm in my uh, dining room studio doing the show. Uh, Mitch is at uh, at the actual radio station. They won't let me in there till uh, this big uh, Corona hoax is over. And so um, uh, I miss talking to Leo every week. So Leo, uh, thanks for listening all the time, bud. And uh, uh, keep keep the faith. And hopefully you're getting out to the track and seeing live racing. Shout out to my buddy Wayne, who's over at my house hanging up uh, uh, some lights right now as I. Uh, move this week and uh, i'm trying to get my old house ready to sell so that's enough about me this first hour is going to be jam-packed we got dennis michelson about to join the show now uh for a couple segments going to talk some nascar we got eddie lapine he's going to join the show uh right about 12 30 and then steve zaki is going to be a guest on his own show at 12 45 ish and then uh, he'll be doing the one o'clock hour uh live from uh from road america and uh, you'll get tons of uh, of great coverage up there. But uh, let's uh, head out to uh, the Great Midwest Bank hotline and bring in a true American hero. If you look up the 4th of July in the dictionary, you see George Washington and you see Dennis Michelson. Dennis, how you doing, buddy? Wow, what an introduction. Well, you know, you're Captain America, my brother. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Well, it's always great to uh, to spend some of my Saturday afternoon with the Polish pipe bomb, man. It's a it's a good thing. It's always a See, good thing. You lie well, and that's why I give you compliments. Um, <laughs> most people avoid it. Even uh, Steve won't take my calls anymore. So uh, I appreciate it. I hope you know, I would imagine you're you're half in the bag already, which is why you answered the phone when I called. But uh, but I appreciate that. So thank you. Uh, obviously, last week we had uh, NASCAR at Indianapolis. Tons of storylines there. The race, for the uh, for the most part, wasn't the most exciting. It did get exciting at the end when uh, Kevin Harvick, who dominated uh, most of that race, him and Denny Hamlin by far, had the best cars all day long out at Indy. Pretty much how they've had the best cars all year long 
when it comes to NASCAR, especially after the uh, they came back from uh, from the great Corona hoax and uh, and and brought the racing back. But when uh, Harvick got behind Hamlin and was racing to catch up to him and just trying to keep the pressure on him because he knew, and Rodney Childress told him that uh, you know that Denny was getting close on tire wear and just keep the pressure on him and hopefully the tires will go on Denny's car and boom. His tire goes, he goes into the wall, and Harvick picks up another Brickyard 400 win. What was your biggest takeaway from that race, Dennis? It's been amazing how those two guys have risen to the top of of the NASCAR Cup Series this this year. I'm doing my power rankings over at at frontstretch.com every uh, Wednesday, and you know, it, it's not even a, a close call who's one and two right now. It's obviously Harvick and Hamlin. You know, Harvick just kept coming at him, and we did see a lot of tire trouble at Indianapolis. Not as bad as that one year where tires were going about every six to eight laps, so that it turned the race into a farce. But we continue to see some tire wear issues at Indianapolis because these teams are, you know, with the less power down the straightaways, these guys are just cornering so fast and it's putting such a wear and tear on the outer edge of that right front tire. And sure enough, it was, it was a case of not necessarily who had the fastest car, but who was able to keep the, the Goodyear rubber under them. And Harvick has been just unbelievable all year long. But like you say, especially since they came back from the pandemic break, uh, he's won a third of the races. So that's a, the kind of a pace we have not seen in NASCAR for quite some time because that would normally equate to a 12-win season. And what was the last time we saw somebody, you know, in double digits? It's it's not the way NASCAR is run now with all everything supposedly being even. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. And uh, it is like pretty much the, the last two victories that Kevin Harvick had it, he won, but it seemed like Denny Hamlin had the better car. Now, Denny Hamlin has four wins on the season, but he probably should have won at Bristol. And if his tires weren't going and he didn't pop his tire and slam into the wall, he would have won at Indianapolis. So Hamlin sitting at four should be sitting at six. And, uh, you know, I, I mentioned it last week. Everybody thought last year was a career year for Denny Hamlin. And, man, he's making last year look foolish uh, with how well he's running this year. So, yeah, with your power rankings, you got 1A, 1B, Harvick, Hamlin, however uh, you choose to put those guys. And then there's a, there's a pretty big gap until you, get, uh, until you get to the guy in third place down there. But uh, how about a shout-out for Eric Amarola? You know, he is just uh, – he's got, I think, five straight top five finishes now. Uh, another real tough race where, you know, he was sitting there and uh, he was racing up front all day long and they had a legitimate shot uh, uh, to take a win. If uh, Harvick could have caught Hamlin and, you know, things would have played out a little bit better for Almirola, he, he could have found himself in victory lane too. Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. I've been joking the last three weeks on power rankings that I'm the reason that Eric Almirola was able to turn it all around because I, I threatened for two weeks straight when he was struggling. I said, if he doesn't get another top 10 soon, he's, he's dropping out of the top 16 here. I'm not going to, to be carrying him any longer. 
and now he's gone on this nice streak of being a contender. So, uh, Eric, uh, if you're listening uh, down there in Kentucky Speedway, uh, you know, send the check, my brother. Send the check. I've, I've managed to, to get your season to turn around, and, you know, just a, a little gratuity would be nice. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I mentioned it uh, last week or the week before, too, where, you know, I thought going into this season with both Almarola and Clint Boyer in contract years at Stuart Haas, at the beginning of the year, I would have given the edge to Clint Boyer securing his ride for next year. And he finally had a good finish the first time since, uh, uh, you know, since uh, dinosaurs walked the, uh, the earth, it seems like. But Almarola has just outraced him left and right, up and down so far this year. Yeah, they've both been contenders, but Boyer has found a way to, you know, snatch a good good finish out of the, the jaws, uh, you know, not quite the jaws of victory, but he's been able to, to find, figure out a way to take a top 10 finish and turning it in to about a 22nd place finish. So yeah. he's struggled at finding the finish line, but he's been really strong this year too. Uh, that whole Stuart Haas team has been really good. And then of course the Rook has been kind of, you know, hot and cold over there. Um, but I expect him to come around too. There's, there's no doubt that Stuart Haas racing really has this thing figured out. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. They, uh, you know, everything's pointing in the right direction for Stuart Haas, and uh, they've got the speed. They've got, uh, you know, they get the handling figured out and and everything. So I, I think that, uh, you know, th- things are definitely looking up for them. And But I do, uh, I do expect, when I look into the Pipe Bombs crystal ball, I fully expect Kyle Larson to be running for Stuart Haas next year. My only question is, will it be an Amarola's car? Or will it be in Boyer's car? Right now, I'm thinking it's Boyer, but uh, who, who will be gone and replaced by Kyle Larson at Stuart Haas for next season? Am I am I crazy on that, or you think there's a chance? Well, you know, based on performance, and especially based on performance recently, that would be the the way you would think about it. But this is the NASCAR Cup Series, where in addition to performance. It's sponsor ability to hold a sponsor that's very important. So I think at the end of the year, one of those two guys is likely to be out with Kyle Larson being in if he is approved to come back by NASCAR. And I wouldn't see a reason that they wouldn't. And if he wants to come back to NASCAR, he is just having a ball with with the uh, dirt track racing. Has he put enough money away that he could say, the heck with this, I'm just going to enjoy the kind of racing that I enjoy more? Um, you know, those are, the, those are the questions right now. Eric Almarola seems to be sponsor-friendly, but so is Clint Boyer. Those commercials with Mobile One, you know, with him and Harvick, uh, you know, I would, I would think that Mobile One would want him to stay because he's such a, a good brand ambassador. But, you know, that's the question nowadays is it's based on more about sponsor appeal than it will be about performance on the track. Yeah, I would just uh, – I would be absolutely shocked if uh, they move on from Cole Custer to bring in Kyle Larson because Custer, 
you know, like you said, he's had some uh, some ups and downs, a lot more downs than ups so far this season. But that's what you expect from a rookie uh, and a guy who's, you know, just trying to make his mark. And, uh, you know, what a great opportunity for him to sit there and learn from Boyer, Almirola, and Harvick. Yeah, and, and uh, his dad, Joe Custer, is an executive with that race team. So he's not going anywhere. I don't believe he'll go anywhere as long as he doesn't all of a sudden start really looking awful out there and they decide to demote him back down to Xfinity or something like that. But as long as he is showing cup worthy performances and he is, it doesn't matter necessarily if you get the uh, finish. Remember, I I think uh, Jeff Gordon had like eight DNFs because of crashes his rookie year. Uh, It worked out pretty good being patient with him. (laughs) Uh, yeah, sure so, yeah, so rookies are gonna gonna have problems. So, I, I just think he's he's shown that he can be competitive, and that's the key to keeping his ride because you know he does have the just kind of have the uh, the, the home uh, home advantage there, if you will, to keep in his ride. I definitely think that Boyer and Almarello, basically being almost the same age. Um, so it's not going to be an age thing. It's going to come down to a sponsorship thing, and you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see who wins that because both of them have some sponsor appeals with sponsors that are only on that car because of them. Yeah, I agree. All right, well we got to take a break. Uh, before we head to break, and uh, when we come back, we will uh, look forward to the race uh, tomorrow in the cup series at Kentucky. And we'll talk a little Xfinity. They just had the back-to-back races at Kentucky uh, Thursday night and Friday night. And uh, there was some fisticuffs after, uh, after the race last night. So we'll get into that as well, but real quick, Dennis, before we go to break, um, how long will the race on Sunday be delayed before the start? (laughs) That is the question that seems to be always uh, the question. Um, you know, probably we'll be having some, some issues with that. I'll actually check the weather forecast for you here uh, in my crystal ball and on the old weather model site here uh, uh, during the break, and I'll let you know. Fantastic. All right, we uh, got a lot more to come. Jeff Orlowski, uh, the Polish Pipe, I'm in for Steve uh, Zaki so far today. Steve will join the, sh- uh, the show at 12.45 and be live from Road America uh, the whole time, uh, 1 to 2 as well. Uh, We'll be right back. We're sponsored by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. More of the final inspection show right after this. Final inspection. Final inspection. Now. Dennis Michelson of D-Mike Media is here to give us the inside track on NASCAR and the world of short track racing. Uh, welcome back to the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan brought to you, of course, by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway out in Union Grove. Get out to the track, smell the fumes. Listen to the tires squeal, watch some great racing, grab some great food and some frosty beverages, and have yourself one hell of a perfect summer day. Fantastic day out there to get to uh, all the events that are going on around town. And uh, if you're stuck at home, flip on. You got uh, NASCAR ARCA 
series today, truck series today from Kentucky. You got the cup series out in Kentucky tomorrow, plenty of racing all over the map. So you got no excuse, get it and enjoy it. Uh, we go back out to the great Midwest bank hotline. Welcome back. Dennis Michelson in Dennis, Kentucky. Uh, Let's talk uh, quickly first about the back-to-back Xfinity races out there. Both won by Austin Sindrick. He straight dominated uh, last night's race. He um, he didn't take the the lead for good on Thursday night's race till uh, so real close to the end. But last night, man, there was sometimes he had a good 12, 13 second uh, lead, and he just ran away with it. Austin Sindrick. I sat there and, you know, I always knew the kid had talent and I thought he was going to be good. And I really started to like him after his, uh, his fight with, uh, the, the super soft Kaz Grala and, uh, <laughs> and, and what, a just a, a wuss, uh, Grala made himself look like when him and Cindric were going, uh, uh, back and forth at each other. But, uh, how, how good does Austin Cindric have a chance to be? Oh, he is an unbelievable race car driver. I got to meet him when he was about 15, and he was racing some uh, rallycross cars. And I was just amazed at how he could wheel those things. And then, of course, followed him up into uh, racing in the uh, IMSA sports car series. Um, And he was successful and won at that level as well. Uh, before coming to NASCAR full-time. This is a kid who can flat-out drive anything you put him in, and I wouldn't be shocked that someday with the Penske connection that this kid would try his hand at at the Indianapolis 500 as well. He's just a natural talent behind a, a, a in any kind of car, and I think he can get it done in any kind of car, and I, I think he's definitely starting to show uh, some maturity when it comes to racing in, in NASCAR um, because he's getting this idea of these longer races and, and he was just flat out dominated. He had a he had over a 12 second lead late in that race uh, last night before the caution came out and then was still able to hold off uh, after the restart. So just a, a very dominant effort. It's not all car. It's a lot of driver to go with the really good car as well. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, the kid's got a world of talent. My concern with him is that uh, before these last couple races, he always had a competitive car. Uh, they were, you know, usually fast right off the truck uh, and, you know, was was very competitive. And it just seemed like when when the lights got bright at the end, and everybody's pushing that extra little, you know, extra little bit to squeeze out uh, all the speed they can out of their car that he was coming up a little bit short. And he sure proved on Thursday night that the kid can close. And then yesterday with the dominating, uh, dominating win that he, he can dominate a race from start to finish as well. So he showed me a lot last night, uh, late, late in that race, you had, um, uh, a little dust up between uh, Noah Gregson and uh, Harrison Burton and uh, uh, Harrison Burton got the the short end of that stick uh, last night. And then they had exchanged some words on pit road and then uh, Noah Gregson started uh, swinging on Harrison Burton. What'd you think of the fight last night? Well, it was pretty 
obvious that, you know, Harrison Burton uh, was not happy with how he had been raced. And, you know, I was a little confused by that because I didn't think it was that egregious of a move. Maybe he just was upset because it was like for eighth or ninth place, not for the win. But anyway, um, it was obvious they were having a, a very calm discussion. But then I think Harrison Burton realized that, hey, Noah Gregson, you're not wearing a mask. And that's when he started pushing and shoving him because he said, get away. I want you to social distance from me. And then, of course, you know, Noah Gregson was upset at being pushed. So he's, you know, not one that wants to social distance, apparently. So he was upset about being told that he wasn't wearing a mask. So he started swinging. That's the way I'm piecing this one together. It's all because Noah Gregson forgot to put on his mask and Harrison Burton took offense to it. I think that's really what led to the whole altercation. But uh, (laughs) at the end of the day, uh, Noah Gregson is a lot tougher uh, and a lot stronger than Harrison Burton. I don't know if you want to poke the bear uh, because sometimes the bear will bite back. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, physicality-wise, I agree. I think uh, racing-wise, I think Noah Gregson has more talent than Harrison Burton, but I don't think he's got nearly the smarts that Harrison Burton has. So if you match those guys up head-to-head, and, uh, you know, whether whether they stay in Xfinity for, for a while or whether they both move up to Cup or whatever, I think that if they are in similar equipment, uh I think over the long haul, Harrison Burton will have a better career than Noah Gregson. He does not seem uh, like a very intelligent uh, race car driver from from where I sit, and I could be totally wrong, but uh, what do you think on that, Dennis? Yeah, I, I don't know if I would I would say that yet, although Gregson does seem to find ways to make those moves late in a, in a race to cost himself a, good, a better finish. So maybe there's something to that. You know, Harrison Burton's got the breeding on his side. You know, he's he's from a family that um, has proven that they can get it done at any level. I mean, both the Burton brothers were just awesome race yeah. car drivers. Um, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. I I sometimes wonder about some of these, drivers that that get up into Xfinity and trucks right now if they're not there just because of money versus talent and when you get into that situation that's when you start making the mistakes like some of these guys do late in the race there's you know it's it's not like the old days where you you only got graduated up to the next level if a team owner thought you were ready because he was paying all the bills now with the drivers bringing a lot of their own sponsorship or their own money to get in that ride, um, it's a lot harder to to figure out why someone is in a ride and and why they're not. You know, it's just it, the sports change so much; you're just not sure what you're seeing. But I agree. I think Harrison Burton. I've been impressed with that kid ever since he was about 12 or 13 and winning late model races. Um, the kid came up the right way through racing and he continues, I think, to look better as he gets into uh, bigger, heavier cars on bigger tracks. I think he's yeah, going to be a good I agree. car driver. I agree. we got to get to a break here quickly. Uh, but, uh, Dennis, real quick, when the hell is uh, Kyle Busch going to win a race? And who's <laughs> your pick for Kentucky uh, tomorrow? 
Well, I'm going to pick Kyle Busch tomorrow. There so you go. He's going so, right. to win tomorrow, weather if weather permits. They're going to have some pretty nasty, severe weather hitting the track uh, late tonight, early tomorrow, and then uh, repeat performance of, of storms during the day uh, tomorrow as well. So I'm not so bullish on them getting the race in unless it's going to be a late Sunday night, another long night of NASCAR uh, waiting to, to get in on a rain delay. Yeah, well, why would tomorrow be any different than the last few weeks have been? Mother Nature hates NASCAR, and uh, she'll probably continue to, to keep up the hate this uh, tomorrow as well. Uh, real quick, Wednesday night, we've got the All-Star Race. Uh, guys running for a million at Bristol Motor Speedway on Wednesday night. They're going to have the stupid undercarriage lights which uh you know they're they're hyping the hell out of i think it's stupid and ridiculous but that's just me who's your pick for uh who's who's cashing that million oh i'm gonna take garvick um he's been the best and he and he really knows how to get around this new version of, of bristol he's led a ton of laps there since they repaved i will take mr kevin harvick to win on wednesday and I agree with you. I don't need another gimmick. I just need good racing. Damn straight, Dennis. Well, thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, you are a true American, and uh, and we love you. So thank you, Dennis. Appreciate it. And uh, Dennis Michelson, he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Coming up next on the final inspection show, we're going to get in touch with Eddie Lapine, who's going to be live from Florida, going to uh, talk a little F1 and sports cars. Stay tuned. More of the final inspection show coming up next, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. This is Final Inspection with Steve Zockey. Presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Jeff Orlovsky, the Polish pipe bomb. in for Steve Zockey. He will join the show uh, live from Road America coming up in the next segment. And be with you live from Road America the entire 1 o'clock hour as well. We get to uh, back out to the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, head down to sunny Florida, and welcome in Eddie Lapine. Eddie, how you doing, my friend? Well, I'm a little disappointed I'm not at Road America this weekend, for starters. But, yeah, I, I, I mean, bet. Very challenging times right now. Uh was at Daytona last weekend, so, but, uh, yeah, I haven't missed uh the IndyCar race at road america for a long time so yeah it's it's this race season has been uh one of uh new challenges yeah you could say that again it definitely has and i've been out of road america uh the last ton of years as well and am not out there uh this weekend either so i feel your pain it's not the same but what was your experience like out in uh, Daytona last week? Well, it was a monumental weekend for Corvette. They won their 100th uh, race in IMSA and sports car racing. It was uh, just not the same, though. Uh, 
going there to experience it. Uh, very minimal people there. It took quite a while to get in, uh, double checks to get into the pit area um, to see some of the drivers and, you know, everybody's got masks on and it's definitely uh, a different type of uh, challenge this year in racing with minimal teams um, and feeling the pain, you know, a lot of people getting laid off uh, in the racing industry because they don't need them at the track now. So uh, it, it's tough, but, you know, it was nice to go to the track and hear the noise and uh, smell the race fuel. I, I definitely uh, missed it for a couple months now. Oh, hell yeah. I do too. And, uh, you know, that it, it, it's a great point because, you know, everybody's hurting. Uh, you know, 40 million people lost their jobs because of, uh, uh, you know, the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. And, so, you know, it, it's hard because the race teams are hurting, the race tracks are hurting, and it's not just the teams, you know, the, uh, they're running with uh, with less employees, but think of all the track employees from security to the guy who sells hot dogs and, and, and sells all the beer and everything like that. You know, everybody's hurting, and uh, and it's tough, which is why, you know, I urge you, especially if uh, you were able to get through this time, uh, with, you know, not losing a job, not getting furloughed, you know, you're pretty much in the same position that you were. Get out and su- and support the racing, whether it's local, whether it's the national touring uh, series. Get out to Road America. Get out to Ro- uh, Great Lakes Dragway. Get out to Wilmot. Because these people, you know, they, they count on you to survive. We all love racing or you wouldn't be listening to this fantastic radio program. And, uh, you know, uh, the only way to, to make sure that uh, it continues and continues strong is if people get up and get out and show out for it. So if you're comfortable, you know, get out there. And if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't and they let you in without it, you know, and you don't want to, then you're fine. So just if you're comfortable, get out and try to support these guys. And, you know, I, I, I don't like telling people how to spend their money, but, you know, you can't sit there and, complain that uh you know racing which is a niche sport uh one that we we dearly love but it is a niche sport it's not the nfl uh the nfl is going to be fine whether they play this season or not uh they're not uh you, you don't have to worry about um camp randall uh you know shutting down and not having college football anymore if you don't get out to great lakes drag away if you don't get out to wilmot and some of these uh some of these local tracks and stuff there's a chance that they will go away and not be there in the future, and that would be a damn shame for everybody. Well, it's interesting that you say that. I just talked to uh, Todd Thielen, uh, the owner of Slinger Speedway, and uh, a longtime friend, and actually we raced against each other many, many years ago, and we were talking about how, you know, they just had the Slinger Nationals there this week, and he's he says he's never had this type of, you know, interest. Now the crowds are really good and he's really happy because people don't have a lot of options right now. So they are going to those tracks and, you know, Slinger Speedway has been running on Sunday night and, and it's, it's been busy and good for him. 
So, I mean, and you're right, Jeff. Uh, you need to support these these uh, these functions because we won't have them if uh, if this continues like this. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Eddie, like me, is a is a big concert goer. We're both uh, Alice Cooper fanatics, and uh, Alice postponed his show that uh, the the two of us were supposed to go to. A couple months ago, that got pushed to November. You know, now I'm sitting mm-hmm. here, fingers crossed. That, uh, I'm hoping that that goes on as well. So, you know, you God, get, you, Jeff, gotta, uh, you really you really made me depressed now that you uh, brought that up. I, I was gonna make it through this weekend, but now uh, bringing that throw, up, boy, I tell you, that really hurts. Just throw on <laughs> "Welcome to My Nightmare" and uh, on the on the CD player, you'll be fine, my friend. Yeah, I guess I've watched enough old YouTube. uh, I've watched enough. I actually watched Ford versus Ferrari. I think I was like probably the last race person to watch it. And uh, great watching a lot of, you know, yeah, it was it was awesome. Highly recommend it. Definitely. It's for anybody to watch, too. They did such a good job with it. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, there's a lot of. other things affected by what's going on in the real world. And, you know, we, we forget about all of that when you see all the negativity going on. So hopefully this can pass and we can get back to a normal life again. Yeah. I hear you. What's, uh, what's your early takeaways from uh, the F1 season so far? Well, it was pretty exciting last week. I mean, considering, you know, Hamilton's really, dominated and now his teammates stepped up to the plate and he swung and he won last weekend Valerie Botas uh for Mercedes and Lewis got a penalty for taking uh um Elbon out for the second time he's done that now so uh this weekend they're back in Austria at the same track but different conditions today it was like a it looked like a florida hurricane but it went on for hours and hours and they had a little time to uh get qualifying in but it rained through the whole time and it got worse and and lewis stepped back up and got the pole and it should be an exciting race because there's a mixture of guys up there that normally aren't up there and it'll be on tomorrow morning at nine or eight i think your time but it it should be you know i mean considering what they're going through too i mean and trying to be safe it's pretty exciting to see them move forward and have racing so yeah hopefully it'll be a good race tomorrow at least safe. i hope so it's uh you know, F1, uh, it's about time it starts getting exciting because that series has sucked the last couple of years, if, uh, <laughs> if I do say so. Tell me, tell me how you really feel, Jeff. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's boring. You know, it, uh, it was a Hamilton show, and uh, that was it. Yeah, it's and quite frankly, the Ferraris are just really out to lunch. I mean, they qualified 10th and 11th, and... They got some real major problems. So 
Uh, they should really be happy that they're going to put a budget on racing because, I mean, they're the only team that can qualify 10th and 11th and spend $400 million a year. Uh, yeah. Nothing to be proud of at this point. Well, when you buy a couple Ferraris every year, uh, you know, for yourself, Eddie, you know, you help keep them in business. So I'm sure they appreciate your support. <laughs> He must be talking to a different Eddie. Who's your pick for IndyCar at uh, Road America? Well, that is exciting this weekend. And a doubleheader at Road America, and then you got the vintage coming up at Road America, and then you have the sports car race, which I'm crossing my fingers that I'll be up there for that. Um, I don't know. I, I think. Every weekend, I mean, I, I can't believe Scott Dixon how he's running this year. So, I mean, I'll tell you, after 20 years of racing, I, I think he's found the fountain of youth. I, I just can't believe how fast he's been this year with the new upgrades, with the cockpit, with the windscreen. I, I think Scott Dixon is just an amazing individual, driver, personality and one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet so i mean what more can you ask for i hear you all right eddie well thank you so much for uh for joining the show and uh, i hope uh, you enjoy the racing over the weekend my friend i will jeff and you have a great weekend too Thank you. Cheers to you. Eddie Lapine, he joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home home renovation loan, Jeff, may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com. That's greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. Well, it's time, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, hide the women, hide the children when we come back on the final inspection show. Steve Zaki is going to be on the air, so... (laughs) Uh, prepare yourselves. We got more coming up right after this. Welcome back to the final inspection show right here. Sports radio, one Oh five, seven FM, the fan, Jeff Orlowski, the Polish pipe bomb. About to turn over the show back to Steve Zaki. He's on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, live from Road America. Steve, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. The weather is beautiful. The humidity has kind of moved out. It's, it's a typical, beautiful Wisconsin day. We have Offenhausers warming up in the background. What can be better than that? Yeah, not much, man. That sounds perfect to me. I'm sorry I'm not there with you. Um, uh, I'm just thankful that we were able to wake you up and uh, you, you got up from being passed out underneath the bar stool at Deacons to join the show. <laughs> yeah, there were some festivities going on last night. Always a good time in downtown Elkhart Lake. And uh, it's just a neat event for the fans up here, of course. It's, uh, we got two races this weekend. For the NTT IndyCar Series and the Rev Group Grand Prix uh, today, this afternoon, uh, we have uh, race number one. Qualifying will be here in, in just a bit, and then tomorrow, uh, an earlier race. To uh, they're going to do the, the the race tomorrow at 11:30, and then after that, of course, the NASCAR Cup Series at Kentucky, 
And so, and then in between uh, that, we have the vintage indie group is at Road America. We got 23 vintage indie cars dating from the 1930s all the way up to the 1990s. Some of these cars have raced here in the past. We got the Emerson Fittipaldi Patrick Racing uh, Arch 86C here uh, that he ran in the, in the rain back in the day. We have an AJ Foy Copenhagen Legal that was here. Uh, uh, an old Penske PC6 Chevrolet that ran here a few times and a few other cars. So some neat stuff out here at Road America. We have old vintage Indy Roasters uh, out here and just kind of kind of something for, for everybody out here. Neat stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, real quick, what was your takeaway from um, last week's NASCAR race at Indianapolis? Uh, what a wild finish. And I tell you what, there's a lot of people that I don't think, uh, they won't say this, uh, you know, on the air, of course, but I, I don't think uh, Goodyear is the most popular tire in Indianapolis or in Charlotte right now, uh, especially if you're Denny Hamlin. I mean, that's, that's one he wanted really bad. And, uh, you know, the multiple failures they had out there, you know, it's got to be heartbreaking for him. And, and to be, you know, put yourself in that position, you know, we've been saying it for, you know, between him and Kevin Harvick, they've really separated themselves from the from the field. So the, those two are basically, they know the other guy is the one they're looking for. So here you got Denny Hamlin. I'm like, I'm, I'm in position to win this race. This is a race I wanted to win. And I got my my main competitor, Kevin Harvick, behind me. Boom, he's in the wall. He's all the race. And then, you know, Harvick wins. So, God, so frustrating for him. Yeah, I bet it was. I don't feel bad for Denny. He's got four wins in his pocket. He should have won Bristol, which would have been five, and he should have won Indy, which would have been six. So, uh, you know, he's uh, he's just been wheeling like crazy. He has great equipment. So my heart doesn't break for Denny as it would for, uh, you know, somebody who was going after their first win or somebody who hasn't won yet that's trying to secure their spot in the playoffs. My biggest takeaway from Indianapolis, it took me 45 minutes until I really missed the coverage being on Fox. The NBC announcers were god-awful, absolutely terrible. I'm sitting there, I'm watching the race. I got uh, my wife, she comes, sits down next to me, and, uh, you know, we're just sitting there eating lunch, watching, and uh, she's like, I can't understand what any of these guys are saying. They all talk the same, and it's just awful. I couldn't agree more, so uh, I definitely missed the coverage on Fox there. Who's, uh, who's your pick for uh, Kentucky tomorrow and then the all-star race at Bristol on Wednesday night in NASCAR? Maybe uh, Blaney or one of the Penske cars, which is really good, especially in the Xfinity race. Uh, you know, Austin Sindrick with his two wins at Kentucky, uh, they've really stepped up and the Fords in general between him and, and Briscoe and the Fords in the Xfinity series look very strong. So, uh, you know, you got to pick one of those two. I mean, who else at this point? But it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, Wednesday night, we've been you know, proponent of this for a while that, you know, let, let's take it to a different track and maybe do a weekday race. So it'll be interesting to see how that how the public, uh, you know, tunes into that race uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, I agree. And I'm glad that the All-Star race isn't at Charlotte because, they had many years where the racing there was was fairly boring, and it's nice to see it at a track, especially because, you know, Bristol had a handful of years that was a snooze fest as well, but they seem to have gotten their act together uh, after the repave and stuff like that. They're uh, 
that's actually been a uh, a pretty exciting race there the last few times. And besides the stupid undercarriage uh, lights, I'm actually kind of looking forward to uh, to watching the All Star race. So, uh, any uh, final thoughts before I turn the show over to you for uh, the, the next hour, Steve? No, looking uh, like I said, just looking forward and appreciating being out in the sun and and fun out here at Road America. And uh, after the break, we'll be talking to David Hobbs, of course, talking to Formula One. Formula One with him, and then we'll be also talking to his son, Guy Hobbs, who's going to be doing, if you're out and about at Road America, come on out to Seepkins uh, tonight for a, uh, a kind of a, a Q&A session with some of the biggest people in auto racing at Seepkins tonight, so it's free to the public, and it's just a way to kind of enjoy the, the festivities this weekend in Elkhart Lake and uh, Road America. Well, that's fantastic. I wish I could be out there with you, Steve. I hope you have a great time, and uh, and I'm uh, I'll talk to you next week. Very good. Appreciate it, Jeff. All right, sounds good. Uh, when the final inspection returns, more of Steve Zaki live from Road America Hob Sandwich, and a second hour just jam packed with stuff from Road America. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be back with the second hour of the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway out in Union Grove. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.